W, X is for Here we go. We're back. XW with Kurt Field podcast. This is a grown man's podcast. Grown ass man podcast. The same for them softies. <laughs> Where's the 27 year old fit into an old man podcast? Dude, Kurt, I'm going to. Right I, in the middle? I, I hate to break it. I know. Why'd Kurt? you bring it up? But you are I'm 27 old years old and you have an old soul. Welcome back, everybody. I know. I do have an old soul. It, but I've said that but for it's, a, years, it's a though. good soul. No, that's it's good. nurturing. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it's that. It's kind. You have a great soul, Kurt. Do not ever lose your old soul. Take and now you pissed take us me both to dinner off. First. So get the yeah. hell out of here now. Whatever yeah. happens, happens. We feel old now. Get upstairs. <laughs> All right, we're, we're we've we've got a routine going. Yeah, we're this gonna t- we're gonna teach. A week Kurt ago, some we did a uh, podcast. This is two and what? Two we're, weeks? Two and two and two weeks. It's probably the best we've ever done. Oh, 100%. couple of us. One hundred percent. Yeah, we're just coming off vacation. I was in the Cape. Oh, it was glorious. I was the Cape. I don't think I ever asked you how the Cape was. It was so. I'm glad you asked. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I was in, I was in the ocean with sharks. Yeah, that's, the, the, yeah, you were. That's what I want to get to. I I love the ocean. I uh-huh. love the ocean. I love the Cape. Uh huh. I love all every part of it. Are they great? Are these so a great? Let's get back to the sharks. Okay. Great white sharks. Because you're in the ocean with the. So why'd you get in the ocean when you knew? Great white sharks? Here's the weird thing. Like, low, if you go in with low tide, H, if you go fudge. in low tide, mm-hmm. and, and the, the waves are breaking correctly, and there's no better boogie boarding I'll opportunities. Tell you, it's it's the, so good. The boogie boarding this past week was elite. It was elite boogie boarding weather. It was. I was uh, going to the head of the Meadow Beach, a great beach in Truro and Cape Cod. If you're familiar with the Cape R5 listeners, it's a, it's a great spot. And I, I, I got into the parking lot one day, and some guy, I had my window down, and some guy, like, drives by me. He's like, this is good boogie boarding weather. You're going to like it here. It's so great. He was not That's wrong. That's a pretty good accent. I don't really even know good. what accent you it was. that before. I, yeah, I don't know what it is. The guy was excited. And Cape Week was so great. And let me ask you guys this. Mm. When you guys go on vacation, I know mm. you were in Nantucket. Yep. Like, who goes on vacation and doesn't drink? Like, every, <laughs> like... The, yeah, it, you the wake up in the morning, losers. crack. Yeah. You go out to dinner, crack. Yeah, you go to the beach, crack. <laughs> yeah, you go to the bathroom, crack. A lot of loud sounds, <laughs> that, a lot of loud right? noises. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, in, I'm in recovery mode. I'm in. I don't know what to do with myself. There's a lot of sweating of like butter and like <laughs> fatty foods and alcohol and IPAs. Yeah, it's is that it's what disgusting. we work for? We just work for fatty foods. We work for yeah, fried. We come home and feel horrible. We don't feel more relaxed. We feel disgusting. Feel, well, how do you feel today? Coming I feel up, actually really good. Okay, I know it sounds weird, but I feel revived. You look, you look like a million great. bucks. Yeah, million bucks. I feel chubby. <laughs> well, who doesn't after vacation? You put on. But I was just talking to my girlfriend about this. It's water weight. You put on water weight, and when you're because you're boozing so much, like you said, crack every time you go do something. No matter, no matter what, you're, there's a drink in your hand somewhere, and like everything is acceptable. Well, you play mini golf, <laughs> crack. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter. Like for us, like on the like on the beach in Nantucket, I think like me and my cousins, like whether playing can jam or playing spike ball or playing cube, any of those games, like you want to have a drink in your hand. So actually, like, can jam, you have to. It's a rule. You have, you can't have two hands. Wally. I want to stop you. Do you know what any of those games are? Yep. You do? Yeah. I know Can Spike, Jam. Spike Ball. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law brought Spike Ball. The Spike kids Ball is electric. The kids love it. It's what the kids are doing these days. The kids do. They the were kids? all Kids and young it. adults. Yep. You've yep. played Coop at my house, I think. Coop? It's, it's a very fun. Yes. 
What did what? You explain up, to me. You line up five blocks. Each team has five blocks. You have like these things. You like sticks. You throw at the other ones, trying to knock the blocks down. If you get it, you have to throw it the other side. Sounds fun. It's kind of a weird. I remember playing. Game. It's almost strange. like a medieval game. Yeah, it's very fun strange. As shit. They used to play with, so much fun. I think they used to play it with bones and like skulls something weird like that's how the game Art- old that's man what, type game. that's what eric Bienemy plays with oh hey now <laughs> now hey, we're talking hey now now we're trying to segue to sports because i don't want later? to talk about sharks no, anymore i know i know can we get to get can we get to him later no i don't want him to get to him at all how's that i <laughs> yes, forgot we well, only have to get to everything later i forgot i don't want to get to, so you okay said, we'll talk about food you said eric Bienemy, right you said eric Bienemy. his comment or you know, ron rivera's comments this week what was it what was the situation in washington where Eric Bieno, he was tough on the players, and he didn't let it go. Where were we? Well, yeah, so I, I guess what happened is the play, so I'm pl- Ron Rivera prattling on like he always does in his press conferences said that uh, some players uh, came to him and complained about Eric Bieniemy being too tough. I mean, why, he just pr- why would you say that, Ron Rivera? I mean, what's the upside? If you guys can tell me an upside to saying that, please tell me. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal unless the people that came to Ron Rivera – were leaders like Terry McLaurin, you know, Charles Leno, uh, Sam Howell, maybe. But if it's just like, you know, maybe vets, maybe uh, rookies, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. I guess we'll see what happens, though. But what do you guys – I mean, Eric Bieniemy's tough. That was his then, – and then, of course, if you guys were following this, all the old Kansas City players got up and started defending Bieniemy, like uh, Jamal Charles. Yeah, I saw that uh, Tyreek, um, someone else. Uh, I forgot who it was. I think another receiver. But – and Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid just defended him this week. So, I mean, I don't know. Are, are players soft now? Uh, How maybe. do you coach? These are the Zillennials. How do you the, coach is, them? Are they soft or is that the commander's culture? Is that what Ron Rivera wants? Is that like – I understand that you have an open-door policy and the head coach wants to talk to his players. But in this situation, Ron Rivera needs to shut his mouth yeah, and, 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 and put that to bed right away. Listen, this is our coach. This is our coordinator. He has his style. He had – a ton of success in, in his last place in Kansas City. He has to understand that, like, you can't go on and on about this in a press conference because you, you let it get life. Ron Rivera, and, and, I mean, he's so, like, well, I'm in the market, so I know this because you guys are not going to listen to every Ron Rivera press conference. I'm really not either. But bottom line is he, he talks like you and I are talking on the phone, Wally. We're just, we say too much. If we were ever in the front of the microphones on the phone, we'd be saying too much. We'd be going too far. That's what Ron Rivera does. He just doesn't stop talking. Like, I don't think he meant anything by the press cop for what he was saying. I don't think he was trying to throw enemy under the bus. I think he just doesn't shut his mouth. I think he's yeah. just got to not say that in the press. That's it. So here's – going back to your original question, are players too soft, right? <clears throat> I think that's a loaded question. I think the short answer is yes, players have become increasingly more soft. But I also think that, like, the NFL in general has become more soft, not just, like, the players, but, like, all True. these rules about when you can and can't hit. Like, the – Again, not to change subjects, but like the Patriots have only had four padded practices. They've been practicing for like three weeks. They only had four padded practices. That's like it's like they don't do any hitting anymore. There's no. It's all. Yes, game, training camps and practices have become very soft. Very soft. Like, I think Washington got in trouble for too, hitting too hard in training camp Probably. a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think they got penalized. It's just the game is you can't do two a days anymore. So this old school, right. you know, you know, two a days lineup. You're doing sprints till you puke thing doesn't fly anymore. And again, that's a whole different issue. I feel like that, you know, from the, these these newer generation of players coming into the league have been a little bit more like 
I don't know, coddled than than some people have been in the league for like 10 years or whatever. But I don't know. It's a loaded question. But I think overall in general, I mean, you can't even hit the quarterback anymore. How do you play defense? The NFL has, I think, become increasingly more soft. And I think that's on two players being increasingly more soft. Yeah, this was the same deal when Marty Schottenheimer coached the Skins for one year. The veterans were getting upset with him because he was too hard. I mean, it was his way or no way. And that's kind of like Eric Bieniemy. And and one of the, the the part of the presser that bothered me that Ron, about Ron, Ron Rivera, he's like, well, Jack Del Rio, you know, he's a coordinator, but he's had head coaching experience. Eric Bieniemy's not, you know, he he kind of takes a little more time to get to know his players. Where Eric Bieniemy, it's his way or no way. It's like, whoa, whole that was and, a little. So that answer, right and like I have the question right here: Have players had to adapt to Eric Bieniemy's intensity, and have any struggled with it at times? Yeah, they have. And one of the biggest thing is, like saying, yeah, they have. Yep. Put it to bed right away. No, no, they haven't struggled. This is what no, you say that they're getting low the offense. They're getting low Eric Bami. Everyone's doing great. That's it. Move and, on. And then you're done. You know what I need? It's, I, it's I prefer a stream of consciousness. Type I stuff. prefer having a dirty liar as a coach, like Shanahan, like Belichick, just like okay, just dirty liar. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I want. I don't want someone who's too honest in the press conferences. <laughs> right? Don't don't tell them anything. Don't tell them anything. Yeah, yeah. be a dirty liar. Yeah. That's what I want. Well, as a coach, um, do you think that? That, like, maybe there's some merit. Whether Ron Rivera shouldn't have said it. We know that. We've all established that. But, like, there's some merit to saying, well, you have to coach every single player differently. Or is the, you know, Jamal Charles admitted it in his tweet. He said, I hated Eric Bieniemy when I first started, and now I owe my career to him. So, like, is it, is it like, does Eric have to adapt you, to each you player have, individually as a coach? Or I mean, if you're not evolving, you're not getting better as a coach, right? And, like, what Eric Bieniemy was at the beginning of his career – he has to he, – I'm guessing he's evolved and he's adapted. So the answer to your question is, yes, you have to coach these players differently. C- Kurt knows that, right? You, you, just, well, you just have to. That's what, However, yep, go ahead. Ron Rivera as the head coach, and I, and I, I just said this, he, he has to put that right to rest right away saying like, this is the way Coach Biennemi does it. This is his style. Guys are adjusting. They're figuring it out. That's yep. it. He and threw, then you're done. You he threw don't gas even, gasoline yes. on the fire. That's all he did by saying, by coming out of the gate saying, yeah, like already gasoline on the fire. But to your point, well, like if you're not evolve, if you're not, you know, evolving, you're not getting better. I think back to like, even like when, when I played for you back in high school, like the things that like the way you coached our teams in high school compared to when I was coaching with you years later was different, but it had to be different because of the personnel that you had, the coaching, the other coaches that you had, like it just, it's just kind of how it goes. Like it, right. you, you have to, I'm not saying you have to evolve for every individual person on the team, but like your overall philosophy might have to shift a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So totally yeah. agree. Yeah. What totally about good? I have a great example of that. I mean, Tom Coughlin, he used to be really like uh, my way or no way hard on his players. And then he just decided to kind of adjust to each player individually. <laughs> and, and he changed his coaching style and the giants won a super bowl. Sorry, Patriots fans. I hate you. But that was, I mean, I, hate, I, hate I think that's face. a pretty good example of adapting and evolving, but well, you're absolutely right. Here, okay. Here's a, here's a spinoff question that, someone who doesn't adapt and someone who doesn't evolve is Bill Belichick. If you look at the Patriots the last four years, since Tom Brady left the Patriots, Bill Belichick hasn't changed, but the Patriots have changed and not necessarily for the better. I know you lose the best player ever in, of all time, but like Who's Bill that? Belichick still is. Yes. <laughs> Say his name, Ollie. I don't even know what you're talking about. Happy he just turned 46 last week. Oh, that's the, that guy? Uh, yeah, that guy. The guy we weren't going to mention on the no, podcast anymore. Ever, ever again. Thomas. Edward, What's his middle name? Thomas Edwards Edward Patrick. Brady. Edward Patrick, Patrick Brady. Brady. I knew there was two Two, bro. Uh, but no, it's like, you know, he hasn't adapted. So this old school coach, like Eric Bannamy is an old school guy. He'll get in your face. He'll light you up. Bill Belichick's the same way. But 
maybe that flew a couple of years ago with Bill Belichick, who got after Tom Brady. So when they saw in like a meeting room, if Bill Belichick's screaming at the best player to walk on planet Earth like that, like what is he going to do to me? Now Tom Brady's out of the equation. Bill Belichick still being that hard ass. I don't know if it translates as well. well I don't think the players it... are adapting. I do think I will slightly disagree that I do think Belichick is. I don't know how you say it. A little more kinder in his press conferences with the team and with like he he's more. I feel like he's giving more praise than I've ever heard him give in the last three or four years. And again, ah, shit, we weren't going to talk about this, but why not? It it, it speaks to the point right mm. here. Tom Brady allowed not allowed is the wrong word but like he took all of Belichick's coaching he took all of it because he was the type of guy that was old school he could take all of that shit he wanted to get better he wanted to be the greatest player ever he wanted to win so he's like hey man I gotta take it from Bill Belichick he leaves other he's guys coachable. like I don't yeah I, I don't know if I can take it from this guy yeah. like they just can't accept hard coaching and maybe like Ron Rivera in some ways is right and then he's stream of consciousness talking, saying stuff like, again, I'll, I'll backtrack it. Like, that's where he has to just shut it down. He probably is right. Ron Rivera is probably giving a very truthful ex- explanation. Too of truthful. And he offered it on a silver platter, too. No one asked him. He just started talking about it. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. You know who's coachable? X and W. We used to love getting yelled at. Remember I that? I getting coached. Yeah. College, I loved it. College I track. Coach me. Yes. Coach me up. Yeah, I, I Make would. Make me better. Like, it was funny. Like, I think back to, like, football and stuff when I played, and like or even basketball with you, Wally. But, like, if I made a mistake, like, if I threw a really bad interception in a football game, I don't want to come over the sideline and have you be like, oh, it was it was a really good spiral. Like, oh, that's go, the worst, go isn't after, it? Go after yourself. Like, I don't need that. Like, I know I'm – like, tell me. Tell me what I did wrong. Like, don't don't coddle me. That's like tonight when I boofed a shot in the fairway and went 50 yards. My partner was like, yeah, you know, you you went straight. And good swing. That's not going to hurt closer you. to the green. It's a good I'm like, swing. shut the hell up. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. It's a horrible shot. I don't shot. need that. That's the last thing I want to yeah, hear. I don't need that. No, yeah. I don't want that. Terrible. So we're talking preseason. We're talking coaching. And I, I feel like this is a fair question for both you guys. Like, does – does the preseason matter? I, I we might have covered this before in the past, but like, I just keep watching these preseason games and like, are they necessary? Like, are, are they're tough to watch? It's everything's vanilla. I understand you're you're evaluating players. You want to see, you know, who's who, who who can take what and what you can do. But like, are they going through a true evaluation when they're out in the field? Like, are they playing at a hundred percent? I mean, training camp, Kurt. I mean, I want to hear your thoughts because I, I feel like. What are we going through here? I think training camp has become increasingly less important over the last, call it, five years. Like, since these joint practices have started, where a lot of these teams are getting together for, you know, two or three days prior to a preseason game, that's where all the reps are taking place. That's when, you know, you're going up in, like, uh, one-on-ones. That's when you're doing a, a low red zone period. That's when you're doing a high red zone period. Like, those are reps that are important, and it's not against your own guys. So that is beneficial. That part of the preseason I totally agree with is that. beneficial. 100%. The games necessarily, no. It's more just going through the motions. It's for the guys more towards the back of the roster um, to get some time to get evaluated, like you said. But it's weird because so many coaches have so many different styles of doing this. The goddamn Chiefs run today, Mahomes is out there for the entire first quarter. Like So Andy Reid plays his guys. That's crazy. That's great. I mean, it's good for – if you're buying a ticket – yeah. You're a season ticket holder, right? You have to buy those exhibition games, yeah. those preseason yeah. games. No. So they're part of the package. Like not but wa- most of the times you go to those exactly. games, you're not watching anybody that you know. Unless no. you're like a true college fan yeah. and you understand the guys that are getting drafted. You understand like the moves that have been made, the new signees. Like, 
But to your point, like they're not hard to take. There's no scheme involved. Like there's not like no one's game planning. Like when the Patriots were the Texans, they're not game planning. It's like they're not putting specific routes into the game plan to go after a cornerback they don't think is good. Like that's not part of like that's not how preseason works. So I don't know. I, there are parts of it where it's like yeah, it's beneficial, but like a large majority of it, it's just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, the game part of it is probably the least important. I, I think preseason football is probably one of the worst products in sports. That being said, I was looking forward to the first Skins preseason game because I have a new quarterback, so it's a little different. You know, you want to see him get in rhythm, want to see how they, how how he looks, and you know, I mean, pre like remember Brady like on Tampa, he'd get a, the I I I don't understand why if you have a new offense and a new system, you don't get the quarterback just getting out there and chucking the ball. You know, remember Brady got out there and was like played two quarters and chucked the ball like thirty times, didn't run the ball once. It's kind of like that. I mean, that's kind of the premise I think they did with Mahomes too. I think I you see you saw that with Breeze a couple times. Like I don't understand. That's the one thing I don't understand. If you're trying to just who cares about the game? You're just trying to get in rhythm. Get your quarterback out there. Get it. I mean, who cares about running the ball? Your running back doesn't have to get into rhythm. Get the get the quarterback in rhythm. Have him throw thirty passes. Who cares? What that's a, that's a hell of an idea. Like, when was yeah. I don't coaches do that? When yeah, was the last? When was the last time? I liked, time? It. I liked you win it when they did that game, with Brady. It doesn't matter. Miss Tom yeah, Brady. You could just do that. A veteran at the time. It was one of his last seasons. It's not like he had to prove anything to anybody. Just get him in rhythm. That's all he's doing. The, someone asked Belichick like how how the team was taking their loss to the Texans, and he's like, we don't we don't care about the score of the preseason game. Like, yeah, you want to go out there and you want to compete, but, like, no one's playing to win. Like, they're going – like, it's an opportunity to, to do – put yourself in put yourself in situational opportunities. Like, they, more teams go for two-point conversions in preseason because they're just trying to see, like, what works in right. these situations and stuff. Oh, it's like a it's – a, it's fourth down from the 38-yard line. It's fourth and four. Are we going for it? Are we punting? Can our punter – is he always putting the ball inside the five or should we go for it? It's like those opportunities which are beneficial. But, again – if it's if it's all backups, it's like, well, how beneficial? You know what I'm saying? Guys, I have a live news update. Talk to me. Breaking Wa- news. Washington just released punter Kobe Wadman. Shit. Oh, shoot. That is huge. Are you all right? Should we do the rest of the podcast or should we just? Up. Well, are you okay? Open. Are you okay? I just want, I, I'd like to, you like have, to Didn't you just talk get his jersey? <laughs> yeah, I, just, well, like, now I have to go. Yeah, I have to go return, return the thing or Amazon. I'll probably keep it. You'll probably remember Wadman. I'm really sorry. So. Commanders Browns, what are your thoughts? What did you see? Tell me what you saw. Um, talk. I, it just sounds so stupid when I say I this, but so Sam Howell, Sam Howell looked good. Okay, there it is. Sam Howell looked good. Nine I was happy with what I saw. Might have held the ball a little too long. Nine or twelve. Throws. Well, the one thing I'll say is I'm nitpicking. I, yeah, I guess like you, you're not supposed to take anything serious in the preseason, but one thing I took seriously is it looks like Washington's offensive line is a big time problem. But who knows? Like I said, there's no scheme, there's no game plan. But I mean. Just, just pure one-on-one matchups. They're getting beat by a, a good Browns defense, but oof. But that's what I liked seeing about Sam Holly. He was kind of getting out of the getting off schedule and making some plays. He well, made some plays. W likes off schedule. Throws. I like to say that. I like I to look him in the eyes schedule. when I say off schedule. There but, is a offensive line problem in the NFL. Like, so again, being the total nerd that I am, like following all these beat reporters from not just like the Patriots, but like all around the NFL. They go on these like camp. Uh, tours where they basically get one city every day they go watch a training camp practice and they're like offensive line play in the nfl is so bad it's like it's there's no depth no team has any depth so not just just not just slow to start you're saying this actual problem like all around yeah bottom line offensive line like yeah and again it's not really out there but immediately in my head it goes to well 
seven on seven football has has flag football has taken over youth football. Yep. Like you're a big kid, and you want to play. You want to be a tight end now. You don't want to be a alignment. Being alignment's not fun. It's not glamorous. You don't do anything. You get hit every play. You have to be like a little screwed up in the head to want to do it. It's like and no parent wants their kid to do that. No, no absolutely yeah. not. Like my buddy Jake, who played you know Division One football, he's like, God, like my head is like screwed up. Like I'm like I'm sure it is. How could it not be? Like yeah. you're banging heads literally every play. Every play. So I mean, again, the, the offensive line problem—it was a problem for the Patriots too. Like, it, I think it is just across the board. No one wants to be a lineman, and I don't—I don't really blame them. If you guys don't know anything about my son, I have a one-year-old boy that's in a 99th percentile of everything. He and, is going to be an. And he looks like lineman. he could be a hog, like a Joe Jacoby <laughs> offensive lineman. But my mom has already forbidden him to play football. I love you, mom. He's going to be on the line. He'll be on the line. But he would thrive. Hogs! He would, he would change the way people look at offensive linemen. But I love you, Mom. Well, it talks about the evolution of the game. Like, guys, like, it's you want a fast quarterback. You want those quick throws, speedy wide receivers in the slot, making plays, quick throws. <laughs> game has changed, man. Game is changing. It's evolving. It you, is. But isn't it you like. You have to go off schedule. Like, isn't it like when, like. All the time, don't the offenses take a little longer to get? Like, it's always the defenses are always winning in training camp in the first few games of even the regular season. It seems like it, offenses, you know, you're, you're taking a while to get in the rhythm and whatever. I keep saying rhythm, but it seems like defenses are always starting off ahead. But I'm, that's I what I no thought clue. Kurt was getting at, but it's like, yeah, he's, well, you're, that's a very good point about the offensive line. Defenses should be ahead because, like, if you think about it from, like, a schematic, yeah. like an X's and O's standpoint, makes sense. Like, offensive football, I mean, there are so many things you have to – account for for offensive football defensive football is you know there are only so many coverages you can run there's like maybe if you're in a really complex defense there's like eight different types of coverages you can run like but that's eight things to learn now you can disguise things it can be multiplied i get that watch out for the pa waggle hell yeah waggle's a nasty play um <laughs> but it's like you know there's less to learn you know it's offensive football is it's it's a lot more um in depth, I guess you could call it, but like, and it's weird because like, defensive football is reactionary. So like, you you have a plan. Say you're running cover three, blah blah blah. But you know, you have to do you have what what you do dictate is dictated by what the offense does. So it's very it's very different. I don't know. Defenses should be ahead. Yeah, so you could depend more on your athleticism, your uh, ability to react. Yep. Where like you have to actually learn the system more offensively. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Football is crazy. That's why we love it. Football. We're in a dead period right now with sports. We're talking about preseason. What are we four Sundays till opening day? Summer was your favorite season or something? Uh, didn't you? Or spring? Spring. No, spring. spring. No, oh, you're still way right now, past like, right that. Right now, there's nothing going on. There's preseason football. Baseball, I guess, is heating up, but it's still August, wah, wah, right? Wah, there's no basketball. Yeah. There's, I mean, no. No, no one cares about hockey. There's no hockey. <laughs> Doesn't matter anyway. Guy, you caught, I'm talking about baseball, hockey. I'm getting gassy right now. You can, you come on a pretty good trip <laughs> over in Europe. You come men's basketball. Okay. Woohoo! Oh my God! Here yeah. we go. Let's go. There's a FIFA uh, World Cup for for the women. Oh, the U.S. Oh, choked. That was Did a they? tough way to finish. <laughs> All right, let's not come on. I didn't. They I don't know why I brought that up. You yeah. brought it up. Oh. The tough finish. Hey, listen, soccer you, is a up? sport for people that don't like I sports, and it looks like I did not. W doesn't like sports. So. I watched the I last like. 10 minutes, the last, the two 15-minute overtime periods, and then the PKs. I watched. By the way, Josh I, Harris, my new owner, person. stood out in the rain and uh, sat in the seats with the stands in Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're this Congratulations. I'm sorry, well, you said there's nothing going on. I was excited. Yeah, come on. You got some stuff? Yeah. Dan Snyder would never on? do that. I said we're I'd like, never mention his name. We're Jeez. under a month from 
real football though. Like yeah. college football starts in like three weeks. NFL football starts in four weeks. And once it starts, nobody speak to me for the next five months because I'm busy. Except I'm for X and W you guys on the talk. podcast. You guys can talk, but I'm booked and busy. Everyone else, so sorry. You are. Sorry. Yeah, there's nice. a build up to the Commanders Patriots. If anyone oh, dares, the three of us will be there. Yeah, that's a huge. We got some good seats too. Game of Come the year. Come find us. Come we'll check be there. Us out. Section two hundred four. We we'll actually we bought we'll be tickets. In the parking lot. We're looking for hotels. Anyone have good any callers? Do we have callers? <laughs> callers, <laughs> any recommendations for some hotels in Boston? The board's not lit up. No we're gonna make some bad decisions. Get a little naughty the night before. Hey yo. So, if you were looking for X and W and Kurt, we're uh, we'll, yeah, well, let's bring the podcast equipment out Saturday night. Let's do a podcast. How let's do it. <laughs> PG thirteen. Everyone will stop listening. <laughs> Wild. What do we got? What else? Oh man, dead period. There's a buildup. I don't know. It's wide. Do you? But like, here's my question to you. Fire away. You're a basketball guy. Do you miss it? Like, I don't miss basketball yet. I feel like it just ended. Yeah, I don't, I I don't mean, miss it. I need summer league. Woo. Summer league's over though. It's there's no summer league. I can't say I miss the NBA. I don't, I, not I start, yet, anyway. It's not. Like, it's the summer. Like I can't. Basketball's off my mind right now. I know. I mean, the, yesterday there was the Hall of Fame speeches. Yeah, right. Popovich. Was it yesterday? Yep. Two, yeah, Popovich. Pop. Yep. Uh, Dwayne Wade. Who else? Christian, do you know who these guys are? Greg Popovich was yeah. the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> I know who Popovich. I'm surprised. <laughs> He's I'm, a Bill Belichick well, of basketball yeah. coaches. Yeah. Yes, he is. I'm surprised it took him this long to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's weird to me. That's so weird. Yeah. It was also like so. Those teams, and I'm 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 spitballing right now. Those Spurs teams, right? Tim Duncan, is he underrated? Is that we? Uh, that's a random off the. Is he underrated? Like, look at who we played with. You you said basketball. I did. I you brought said it up. basketball. This is my fault. Now, now you got me going. This is my fault. I yes, did this, this so is all your fault. Here's my thing. Like, Tim Duncan was. At his peak, just as I, as I was starting to get into basketball. So, like, those really good Spurs teams from, like, what, the early 2000s? Yeah. I I don't know a lot about. You like, couldn't get into them. Like, you couldn't I, get into those Well, they games. were a boring Ginobili team that just Duncan won. And Tony Parker, those teams? Yes. I mean, they were good. They were a wagon. But, like, how many championships did they win? He won. Tim Duncan won five. Okay. That's impressive. Popovich I didn't know won that. five NBA championships. He's Bill, he's Bill Belichick. Of, and yeah, he, he won five Belichick NBA championships NBA. with Tim Duncan as his best player. Like, is Manu Ginobili a top 100 guy player? I don't think maybe. so. Maybe. Maybe. Fringe. Is Tony Parker? Mm. I no. Think, I think Tim Duncan made Tony Parker look better than But he that's was. the thing. That's my point. Like, I might go back to my question. Is Tim Duncan underrated? Well, what, I feel like he is really, really underrated. No, I would agree with that. I think he's underrated. Top 20? Top 50? Mm, tough. Tim Duncan? Not top 20. He's a top 10 player in my book. Whoa. Top 10 player? 10? He's a top 10 go player through your top 10. Oh, see, right now on the spot. Uh-oh. Top 10. All right. Here we go. Oh, God. He's gonna, Let's go. You're going to leave someone off you're going to be pissed about. Yes. I know. Uh, Michael Jordan. LeBron James. Kobe Bryant. Value ahead of Magic? Larry Bird. Magic Johnson. You said top. I'm not, not going to rank them. I'm just yeah. giving uh, okay. you. No, How many is that? That's five. That's five. Will uh, Chamberlain. Bill Russell. Yeah. Bill Russell. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Sure. Uh, Tim Duncan. Oh, Okay. Two more. Um, who am I missing? Will Chamberlain. Cham- we'll put Will Chamberlain okay. on there. That's okay. nine. Yeah. And Shaq. I'll have to go with Oof. Carl Malone. I'll either go with Shaq or mm. Elijah Elijah. I go Elijah yeah. yeah. That's a good top ten. That's a good Look 10. where we are. So, like, if you – my <laughs> thing is, like – Where's Duncan? If, uh, he's not top so ten. If I had to choose five players for the history of the world to go against five aliens – to like make sure that we didn't die, I think Tim Duncan is in that five. 
Jesus Tim Christ. Duncan, Aliens? Michael Jordan. <laughs> They're real, by the way. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Michael wow. Jordan, LeBron. I would Larry, put LeBron against Aliens. Larry Bird. He's start crying. Probably Shaq. Maybe Shaq. Hakeem. I'd take Shaq against any alien. Because they all want to win. Shaq is an alien. I like, think. Tim I think Duncan wants to win. You're looking it up right now. I am. Tim I, Duncan is a top 10 player of all time. I, there's no debate. I think there's a debate. I think he's top 20. So he won, the problem is that he won yeah, those championships. You're old. You've seen a lot of these guys. Well, I, don't know. I know. He won those championships after Kobe and Shaq won those three championships. He actually, they beat Kobe and Shaq in a couple of those years. They won, they won in 2003. They won in 2005. I think Kobe and Shaq split up in 2004. But they beat that great Detroit Pistons. I mean, I wouldn't say great, but very, very good Detroit Pistons team in 2005. They beat LeBron's team in 2007. They beat LeBron's team, the Heat, in 2014. Am I missing one? They won in 99 against the Knicks. Eh, whatever. But like, 05 against the Pistons. 03, they beat the Lakers um, in the Western Conference. Tim Duncan is a top 10 player of all time. Okay, I have looked at nine. I'm not sure how we got here. I've looked at nine. I've looked at nine lists now. Tim Duncan has been in every top. He has to be. He has been? Yeah. Again, like every one of those lists. I hate this list, though, because this has Kevin Durant and Steph Curry in it. That one's uh, not true. Steph Steph, Curry. Steph Curry is top 10. Yes, he is. Steph Curry is top 10. Best uh, three point shooter. Steph Curry is top 10 player. Yes. Who's a better shooter? Nobody. I'm not talking about that. Nobody. Yeah. Can't we're talking about basketball. I don't right know. Now. God. He said Summer he asked just if I ended. It. NFL starts. You said no, and then you brought it up. No, so let's, let's 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 bring this whole thing back. Tim Duncan is a top ten player, right? We heard I you all. Jeez, okay, it. fine. Got any FIFA takes for us? No, no okay. FIFA takes. I want to go back to football because this all is right. this is where we belong. So what do you want to talk about? Bill Simmons place. put a tweet out mm. uh, recently, and he thinks and he says. And I meant to say this to you earlier, Kurt. He likes the Patriots defense. He says mm. the 2023 Patriots are going to have one of the best three defenses in the NFL. Woo. Can you can you please explain that to me? Do you, do you have, is there any truth to that? If that's the huh. case, let's go back to what we talked about last time. We were going to rank are, defenses are now. They, oh, let's why go. not? Top ten. We're here. Is, okay. This is the deadest period in sports. Number one defense going oh. into the NFL right now would be. I have no clue. I don't either. I have no clue. I should know that, but I have no clue. Hmm. Jets? San Francisco 49ers. The, I would say it's, 49ers? I would say. The Jets are up there. That's a good one. Jets are. Top five, at least. I would say the Jets are top three. Okay. So we have 49ers. What about Dallas or Philly? No. No. Um, Philadelphia could be. It's the entire Georgia defense from the last three years. I know. They got some big. And they have some chemistry. Men. I would say the Patriots will be top five defense. Hmm. Top five. So the Patriots last year. Washington? Yeah, I think Washington's up there. I think Washington would be top five. How excited are you? I don't know. Barring <laughs> one thing, though, you get a healthy Chase Young, which you can't. You can't. He had a stinger. He's, he's, he was out of training camp. You today. can't guarantee it, though. It's the story of his career so far. It's like the playmaking is there. He's a freak athlete. He just can't stay healthy. Or disciplined. That's the thing I'm most. Well, yeah, both of those things are huge. By the way, that's, that's one thing, by the way, I didn't say about preseason. The most important thing. That's why preseason games are horrible to watch is injuries health. Yeah. Because it's like you're watching with one eye open. Like, oh, God, please no one get hurt. Please no one get hurt. Get the starters out of there. I used to do my fantasy football drafts <laughs> early in the summer, and then yeah. there would be so many injuries. Yeah. Like, we do it, like, right before the first game now because so many people get hurt. Back to your original question, though. Yeah, sorry. About, no, that's my bad. But, like, defenses. Patriots defense was so good last year. 
So good. They finished number one in like DVOA, which is like if you look at all the fucking nerdy what things. What the hell is that? It's DVOA, yeah. The yeah. skins were number five. Can they, you they explain were. DVOA like it's I'm a five-year-old? <laughs> it's like, analytics. It's, it's uh, analytics. Yeah. It's basically like uh, it's accounting for all. You, you motherfucking derisive. You're speaking derisively. Today. Talking down to Wally. I love doing that. <laughs> Am I mansplaining to you? Yes, go mansplaining. <laughs> go ahead. No, it's like it's I'll taking hear. into account all these different aspects of a defense, like expected yards gained, uh, basically like – uh, what your the, the analytics now are so crazy is like how closely you can cover receivers, how much separation a receiver is getting from your cornerbacks, how many pressures do you have. All these things are taken into account for DVOA. Patriots what? were number one in the NFL last year. However, the Patriots won eight games last year. Seven of them were against what are now backup quarterbacks this year. I think all those things were kind of boosted last year because they played nobody. Now the flip side to that is, the Patriots defense was on the field like 70% of the time last year because they didn't have an offense. Yeah. So with some sort of some – That's a – that's with, Washington's so, problem. With yeah. some semblance – what's the word I'm looking for? Rem, semblance. Semblance. Yeah. Yeah. semblance is a okay. great word. I'm going to stick with that then. It's a fantastic uh, thank word. Thank you. Of an offense. It's Baron Hovial. That's for sure. Uh, joyful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will be Hovial if the Patriots offense stays on the field. They That'll help the defense this year. I was going to say, like, I, I think I that matters. Like the Patriots offense – has to like be able to do something because they, they, you just can't keep putting pressure on defense. Well, I'm not. I don't care how good you are as a defense, whether you're the '86 Bears, the 2000 Ravens, the 2007 Giants. Giants, but like you, you have to be able to do something offensively. It's a different league now than yeah, the yeah, back. To, yeah, or else you just. But it's I mean, not a defense. Defense is not going to carry. I'm you. even saying like, I don't need the Patriots to score every drive. I need them to get like. Two first downs because what happened so often last year to the Patriots is the defense would get a stop or whatever. They would punt the ball to the Patriots. They'd have Patriots had the ball at the 10 yard line. They'd go three and out and they'd punt it back. The field position was always skewed. Yeah. Tough way to watch your team play when yeah, it's like you're always losing the field position. God, it's They're, like they, they show that stupid stats like New England starting field position, their yeah. own 14 yard line. Big. Jets starting field position, opponents' fifth, uh, 48 yard line. It's like, well, obviously that's massive. One first down there in field goal range. Right. It's like, that that stuff matters. So like just to have a competent offense will help the Patriots defense. But they're going against a murderer's row of quarterbacks this year. Like, so I asked Christian about the Browns Commanders game and he gave a good analysis. Fantastic analysis. I did. Texans, oh, you did. It was terrific. You're a smart man, Christian. Oh, Texans okay. Patriots. Did you see anything that gives you a little glimmer of hope that the Patriots offense can't sustain drives? No. They can stay on the field. No. Nothing? No. Shit. No, they played all. But I mean, it's they like played backup again. linemen who okay. can't, so who couldn't block. There was nothing. Even Bill Belichick, did you hear, hear his quote? And so Phil Perry asked him, like, basically, like, what did you take away from the quarterbacks and the running backs? He's like, you can't take away anything. They were not. We're dealing with injuries. There was no. We can't evaluate anything. What about the undrafted guy? Did you Malik you, Cunningham? Yes, quarterback, uh, playmaker. I don't. I don't think he can really throw the ball, but fun to watch. Fun to watch. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What are your, what's your guys. T- Christian? What is your take on? Like the Lamar Jackson type of quarterback. Like Lamar Jackson's obviously the, the upper echelon of that that style of quarterback where, you know, they'll run the read option, they'll run triple option, that type of stuff. Do you think there's like longevity to like those players in the NFL or the players? It depends. God, Lamar Jackson, he seems to get injured a lot, right? I, yeah, I still the think there's no defense for the read option. I still think that, well, there's a defense for it, but I still think. Coordinators haven't figured it out yet. I still think it's a very effective way to 
to get keep the defense on their heels. Um, you're you're playing eleven on eleven instead of ten on eleven. You know, which is uh, yeah, football's a numbers game. And yeah, it, it, like, when it comes down to it, football is a numbers game. And I think you have the ends on their heels. You know, when you're doing offenses like that, but the players themselves, it's tough. I mean, because you, you know, when if you're running, if you're running that much, you're just putting that much more danger. That's a numbers game too. Well, think about running backs. Why are running backs not getting paid? Because they take so many hits. The longevity of their career is not as long. So right. if you start running the quarterback all the time. Their career is not going to be as long. Now, if you're running the read option effectively, and you're and you're as a quarterback, you're running it effectively, but you know how to get out of harm's way and slide and all that. It could be you could be a, you could be in the league for a long time. I mean, it's it actually that actually type of offense protects a quarterback, believe yeah. it or not. Like Russell Wilson was great at running it. They didn't do it too much in Seattle, but I mean, he would he would get down and slide. RG three was terrible at it, although it made him that was his one chance of becoming an unbelievable, potent, good athlete, but he refused to do it the second year. But he did not know how to get down. He actually didn't know how to slide. I know sliding was – can you guys slide? I can slide. I, I, it I, took I a while for me to slide. It's I guess it's a skill. Maybe I can't do it. I'm never trying. When I played baseball, I would slide head first just because like, I, I saw Pete Rose do it. I'm like, do you, guys, you probably don't know who Pete Rose I is. I was a big like, pop-up just, slide. Just who doesn't know who Pete Rose Go is? right in – I don't know. I have his rookie baseball card. I could worth nothing now. I would go in hard – and yeah. head first it, dirty. If I, I was dirt, if I, I was it. stealing a base, I would go head first. But I couldn't like go head first into like home plate. I I don't know. Like it's uneven. Like the I don't know. No, nothing about that. But being a twenty-seven-year-old Kurt, being soft, being a quarter, so soft. He's being, not you can't soft. coach him. Being Kurt is coach not soft. Being a quarterback who was not particularly mobile <laughs> back in the day. But Kurt has the red jersey on yeah. again. Well, I'm like... No one wants to hit Kurt. Sliding's hard. Like, it is a, I know t- it it's is. a skill. Yeah. Like, yeah. to be able to slide right. or to know when to Instinctually slide. Instinctually to slide, too. Yeah. Like, you could slide... Or where the chains are. And it's, well, yeah. you, could think a- you, you could think you have five yards of space, but then when you start to go down, like, you might have had more room than you thought or you might have way less room than you thought and you get it popped. There, that sucks. When you're trying to go down to slide and someone hits you on the way down, that's no bueno. Then that it, you, you see can't it. protect yourself. You can't. You're, nothing you're you can do airborne. You're yeah. screwed. Right. Yeah. It's so some people, I mean, they, they do that. Even in Tennessee, they do that offense with Tannehill. They do some read option stuff. Yep. I mean, I think it's, it's really it's still even, an effective offense. Even Rodgers back 10 years ago. Rodgers could move with his legs. I think it is so important. He can extend still, yeah. I think. I think it's important. I think it's important for quarterbacks <laughs> who are like, eh. <laughs> if it's see. third and five, third and six, can you pick up a first down with your legs if you have to? Like, can you, again, those off script plays, those off, like, you know, the, Sam Howell. We call yeah. it off schedule around here. Sorry, off schedule. Really okay. Liked. Yeah. Okay. Your first read's not there. Your second read's not there. Fine. I'm taking off. I'm getting it with my legs. Yeah. You need to be able to do that. Yeah, you do. Now, the running quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, I'm not singling out Lamar Jackson. I'm saying like Lamar Jackson. Like, sometimes I feel like they're going to go with their legs sooner than another, like a quarterback who's hanging in the pocket like Brady or like, you know, a pocket quarterback. They're going to look at their first first read, second read, third read. They might running quarterback with their first read and then be like, oh, legs, and that's their easy go-to. They're easy out. So sometimes it works against them. So yeah. So to that point, I quarterback coached it's a kid. an excellent point. Yeah, no, it is. I quarterback coached a kid, and I was the offensive coordinator for a team that had a quarterback who liked to run first. And it would piss me off. Be- I mean, the kid was an unbelievable athlete, and he's great with his legs, but it pissed me off because we call a pass play, and you need to let it develop for like a second – and people will be running open down the field, and he just take off and run. He get like eight yards, which is great. But it's like, damn, like it could have been had so much play. more. Yeah. Like, right? 
Yeah. yeah. They're right. not, they're, they lose a little patience. It's, yeah. it's tough. When you have someone that's always been a run-first quarterback in college, it's tough to coach that out of them. And that's what uh, a lot of the issues are with uh, these running quarterbacks come out of college. Malik but. Cunningham went to the Louisville where um, – Lamar went. Yes. And he had more yep. rushing touchdowns than Lamar did. That's in crazy. Like he, he's a the freak. Guy can run. He's a freak athlete. He's a good guy to have on your team. But here's what I'll say too, and this is the part of preseason that again is like so almost nauseating. Like I know it's a lot of talk radio and whatever, but like Malik Cunningham has thrown five passes in an NFL preseason game, and now all of a sudden there are these like these articles like should he be the Patriots starting oh, quarterback? So dumb. Goal? That's stupid. It's, like, it's so dumb. We, yeah. so we dumb. have. No, what if he comes out this week in Green Bay and is three of sixteen with three interceptions? Like, are these all, professional like radio guys or are these just like fans? No, these are no. clickbait guys. No, but they want to. This is like the two to six yes. show on ninety eight five. Like, yeah. the, I mean, like, they should know what preseason is for God's oh sake. Come God. on, like I, that's the part of it where like you lose me. Like, yeah, the, they, like they the generalization. But the training camp. Oh come on, I'm all I mean, over those stats. The seven on seven and, and yeah. yeah, Mac Jones was four for four today. No pads, deep. Mac Jones four for four today in the red zone. Uh, two to Hunter Henry, one to Kendrick Bourne, and one to Mike Kosicki, just in case anyone cared. I, I can't. Wow! I know. Because cause that, ma- that matters. <laughs> Ciao. We're yeah. lurking, Kurt. They were the, the worst. Patriots the Patriots are lurking were, in the weeds, well, waiting. How many football teams are in the NFL? 32. Yes. I, told, I answered that yes. for you. He was never going to answer I, right. Good yeah. thing you did. I thought it was like 28. I thought it was going to say 30. 30. I was like, I'm not going to expose him. Like 31. That. 32. The Patriots were 32nd in the NFL in the red zone last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we. I, I bet Washington was thirty first. If you're thirty second, I'm gonna check. Yeah, I really want to know that because let's look it up. Could not get red in, in zone the, offense. Uh, yeah, we'll hang it. up and listen. Yeah, we're doing it. I do miss Here you, Taylor go. Heineke. All right, red zone. But you didn't get in the end zone at all. Twenty twenty two. Do the Ravens are the Ravens a threat in the AFC? Yes. Yep. Always with the with the way their coach and the organization they have and the defense. Washington. Come on, come on. I would say twenty nine. They were twenty seven. The Jets were 31st. Baltimore actually was 30th. Indianapolis. Was Lamar out most of the year last year? Yeah, he year, was out for a while. Uh, just last four games, three games. He was out. Really? Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's no. a, yeah, that's well, there you go. There you Lamar have Lamar Jackson it. not looking through his reasons progressions. Hot take. Is Lamar bad? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's, 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 he's not, not bad. I would take him I would second. love to have Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Hot take right now. You can mark it down. August 13th, Mac Jones has five rushing touchdowns or more this year. Ooh. How about that? Ooh. Over under. Does he learned the sneak. Over under four. Is he going to run over. or is he he can move? Let's see how's he going to do. He it? is sneaky mobile. That's all, right. all I'll say about that. Sneaky mobile. I went to one. I'm going to say under. <laughs> over. I mean that four guy. The Pats are back. Over four and a half. The Pats are back. All right, I'll take the. Is that a? We can put that a bet in Vegas right now if we want. Probably. Right? Fanduel it. Uh, what I'm, else? I'm a DraftKings guy, but sure. DraftKings, I don't care. I'll go with yeah. whatever you want. He is straight line speed like this W does. Port- <laughs> he, here's here's the thing: Matt Mac Jones had three rushing touchdowns last year and missed four games. He's got to be faster than Brady, right? I mean, oh, when he dude, when hey, he scrambled, on. it was Come it was on. hard to watch. Tom Brady looked like he was in a wheelchair. Like, yeah, he's, he looked like he had problems. We're not trying to, trying to offend anybody that's in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, sorry, am I getting canceled Kurt, again? Yes, God you're getting canceled. Uh, Careful now. Sorry, guys. All right, girls. We're in a dead period in sports. We talked about preseason. Like, we're not going to – let's not go crazy and talk about, like, mm-hmm. Super Bowl picks. I was asked tonight. I'm like, my kids are like, can you talk about who's going to go to the Super Bowl? Who's going to go to the Super Bowl? I'll give you That's some Super Bowl stu- picks. No, I don't want to hear about it. What? I, I don't want to hear about Super Bowl picks. Really? We're four weeks away from the preseason. Why would we do that? I don't know. Well, I mean, it's, it's, they're, that's why they call them the way too early picks. That's what we do. What else are we going to do? 
I'll, I mean, can uh, we do it? Are we talking ourselves into it? I'm Wally. You're the only one not into it. I'm into it. Let's do oh, it now. Let's look, do it. Then now we'll look who's into it. Let's get into it. I have no clue. I, I feel like my pick's going to be the what, same as it was last year. I, I my, my picks are getting boring. You guys could just turn my microphone off. <laughs> yeah, right, sure I'll exactly. do that. I'll mute you. This is over. Kurt, Washington, New England. Your, your, your Super Bowl picks. <laughs> Super Bowl. If that happens. <laughs> what else do we talk about then? What what we, we, let's just stop for a second. What will we do? What do we do, the three of us, if it's Washington, New England, and the Super Bowl? Can we lock Come ourselves? Come on, people. Let's lock for, so I think we do a GoFundMe page. I'm gonna take. I will take at least two weeks off from work. Well, it's two Easily. weeks before the Super Bowl. Like you have two Easily. weeks. That this, it's a full two weeks. Where's the Super Bowl being played this year? No clue. Look at it, Kurt. Hey, look, I, I got it. Come yeah, on, come on. This is making it fun. Guy. Oh, this it's is... in Vegas. I know that. Well, oh, I might be going. What? I might be going. It's in Vegas. It's oh my god, I'm going anyways then. Yeah. But if it's <laughs> if the Patriots are playing Washington in Vegas, See you our there. marriages are over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're going two weeks. Can we start gonna make it to the Super Bowl? Uh, a fundraiser going for that right now? We can start it because it's going to happen. Now. Let's you know go. My, Come on. Know, let's go. What my probably greatest possible trip was canceled because of COVID. I was supposed to go to Vegas for the draft, and that was the one they're drafting Chase Young. And I was going to go with, like, there's going to be, like, 15 of us guys, uh-huh. Vegas, and then COVID. Uh, and that's what I, I mean. COVID, COVID, was, COVID was very unfortunate smell. for many reasons, but for some reason. It's since spiking I'm a, again. Since okay. I'm a selfish. I, I don't want to hear it. I know. Sorry. I don't want to hear I'm a selfish, self, self-absorbed human being, as you guys know, and the only thing I think about is that trip. All right. I know COVID was unfortunate for other Who's reasons, your picks? Yeah, Christian, give me your give me your Chiefs-Eagles pick or something. Come on. Chiefs, 49ers. Okay. Oh, so, so, for funny. me. I know. I think I picked the same thing from, last year. For me, for me. How do you not pick the Chiefs? I, I mean, picked I, the Chiefs-Eagles last I'm year. I'm not picking the Chiefs. And the Chiefs to win. Yeah, okay. Congratulations, Wally. I mean, I'm just. I'm, Didn't I'm, you say mid-year though? No, I think I he said, said it. Yeah, November in the playoffs. The Chiefs I think were he said not it. playing good football. Uh, Christian, that that's mid-year. Yeah, yeah but they always. Whatever, the Chiefs yeah. get the Chiefs are at a point where they get disinterested at one point in the season. They almost look disinterested. Like, like uh, can we just get to the playoffs, please? Like that's it's the old. I, I know that it's the old Patriots. Yeah. The old Patriots. Okay, yeah. so in the NFC, Redskins. I think it is way easier to pick someone in the NFC. I don't think there are many teams who I think are Super Bowl ready from the NFC. No, I think it's really the Eagles, the 49ers. Christian, Don't say sorry. the. Do not okay. say the. the I won't say chokers, the c word. Please. I won't say the c word. But like God. maybe them. I'm taking the 49ers as well. I think the 49ers are in there. I'm also taking. I'm not taking the Chiefs. You're I'm taking, taking the Jets. I am not you? taking the Jets. Okay. I'm taking the Bengals. Okay. And I'm really. Yeah. I. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow for the season. Joe Burrow. He's not nice. really. Fine. Joe Burrow is my favorite quarterback in the NFL. I like Joe Burrow. And I don't think it's particularly close. I think I told you on this podcast, I think Buffalo takes a step back. I think Baltimore is good, but they're going to beat each other up in the AFC North. I don't believe in Tua. I don't know. I just – something about the Bengals. They don't have many flaws. And that offense is prolific. I'm going to – fuck it. I think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. How about that? Bengals over the 49ers. That would be a rematch. That be a third rematch. I hate doing this. For the two I'm going to go Chief. Of course you Chiefs, are. Chiefs, Los Angeles, Chargers. I'll I mean, be I'm a- sorry. No, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Chiefs are, yeah, they're in the same, cannot. not only the same division, <laughs> but the same conference with the same division. Sorry, yeah. my, I, nice my apologize. I, I didn't mean that. Take that back. We edited that. Summer it. League basketball, I guess we have to go I'm, back I'm, to. I'm, I'm, World my Cup. apologies. I'm going to go. If you said the Rams, I'm never speaking to you again. Rams. Rams. Okay. Rams are going to be. You said Los Angeles. Very bad. Yeah. No, I'm okay, gonna go, God, thank God. I thought you were going to really say the Rams. I, I hate doing this because it's so boring. I'm going to go Chiefs, Eagles, rematch. Oh, tomato, tomato. I mean. Not no one even wins the NFC East the two two years in a row, let alone go to the Super Bowl. I know, but I mean, like, how how, how do you pick against the Eagles? I know. How do you do it? How do you uh, pick against, against the Chiefs? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I I'll be honest, with you, I have Chiefs envy. Like that's that's a They're team so I good. want my team to be. 
They have the best quarterback in the NFL. No, you think Burrow is. They well, have the, the, the coach, the Andy Reid is all of our dads in the 80s. You want to grill with him with a Hawaiian shirt, with a little bit of burger stains on his uh, on his pocket. I mean, that's the guy you want to hang out with. Yeah. Who doesn't want to hang out with Andy Reid? Well, He's the best guy. And then their fans, they're the best fan base in the NFL. They you get there. Their goal, they invite you in. They want you to eat their pork products. And they say, I'm going to be louder than you. And that's the competition. Who's going to be the loudest? Loudest stadium, loudest fan. That used to be... The gosh darn RFK days for me. That was them. That Always was my team. So back to that. the yeah. loudest moment I've ever been a part of in, in sports freaking history from in my 27 years on this earth is I was at the Super Bowl 49ers Chiefs during the national anthem when they go at the end when they say like home of the brave. And, the yeah. Chiefs. Just and that's yelled, a split stadium too. Yeah. They yelled Chiefs. I didn't know it was coming. I nothing's ever been louder in my entire okay? life. It was like a a jet could have started next to me, and I wouldn't, wouldn't have been as loud. Yeah, these fans are degenerates, but like in the best way possible. Like, yeah, like it they're, was, they're, they're it was my, crazy. From like, what I hear, is they're like the they're they're the, they're the good guy. Like they're not like going. It's not like not going like to Philadelphia. The Eagles fans. It's not like going to the Philadelphia. The Eagles fans are the worst humans. Patriots fans. They're are like they're just they're, they're just like jubilant, happy people. Yes, yes. like, it like? They, it's great barbecue. Like? Great. Yeah, I know what is that like tailgating. Happy. I, 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 I will. I, that's a going bucket list. Going, going to Arrowhead. I've told this to you guys before. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I I want to like a group of friends who make it a goal every single year to go to a different NFL stadium, like just somewhere. Like, oh, you're the, the, the um the Patriots are playing the Vikings. Let's go for a weekend. Let's go to Minnesota. Just Minnesota. once per year, one Minnesota. time. Yeah, that'd be cool. Wally's wife wouldn't let him. Such uh, a mouth. <laughs> My yours? wife wouldn't let me. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, was like I go anywhere. Everywhere, anytime I I'd want. Be in All right, by challenge myself. accepted. Yeah. I'm a man, damn it! I discovered the wheel. That's great. I think I, used, I think in your short 27 years, Kurt, you yeah. probably live more than me and Wally. It sounds like. I mean, yeah, you're in the I've, Super Bowl, the Chiefs, lived, 49ers. Lived. That's unbelievable. I have a rich aunt. I don't know. She <laughs> the, lives for a The loudest. Mo- we want to talk about the loudest moments. This is fun. We're doing some. We're loud doing some moments. some time fillers. Loudest moment I'll for give me. You a loud moment. Was I went to the RG3 opening day in New Orleans in the Superdome. And uh, I remember sitting next to Jenny. We were at the game. I was all excited. Oh, dude, this is going to be our quarterback. And all of a sudden, Redskins offense got on the field. And the, I, the, started, the, the defensive chance started coming up from New Orleans. I turned to Jenny. I go, we're dead. <laughs> like, there's no way a rookie quarterback can handle this. This is the loudest. She's like, what would you say? I was like, I can't handle it. Exactly. Ryan, Ryan. Was yelling. She didn't understand anything I said. But it was so loud in that stadium. Very, I bet Arrowhead's louder. I bet Seattle's louder. That's what I hear. But Superdome's pretty yeah, Superdome freaking loud. Super and that's a great place to go, by the way, for I a believe. tailgate party. I believe. For an NFL experience. Those guys, the Creole. fans down there, I mean, they came over to me. Hey, you're, you're wearing a rescue jersey. You're wearing the enemy jersey. Hey, thanks for donating to our city. And I was like, what? What did you say to me? This is not what I'm used to. Yeah. And they were just friendly people. You don't want to But they were me? so passionate about their football team. I love passion. So we were talking about loudest stadiums ever, or loudest moments you've ever been. Loudest in a moments stadium. with the lo- no, we know the loudest stadiums yeah. ever. But so I'm loudest, talking about loudest moment I'm ever. I've heard the loudest RFK, moment. So I've heard that was pretty loud. When I've been in a stadium that I've ever heard, it was Game Four of the 2004 ALCS. Oh wow! It you was, were there. Yeah, I Holy was there. Hell. I had great seats. W's lived too. Yeah, congrats, man. <laughs> so the guy who this, um, this is a uh, random, but like Jimmy Fine, who I was sitting with, who was an old friend of mine, he passed away three years ago. Uh, didn't even Jimmy know. Fine. Jimmy I went with Fine you guys to uh, New York. Yeah, he's a good yes, guy. he's a great guy. So I didn't even Fine, know he passed away. One of my one of my most favorite humans. Uh, I was sitting oh. with him. It was his tickets. Um, didn't even know he passed away three years ago. I sound like an ass right now, but like anyway, <laughs> what was I saying? Yes, Loud Game Four, two thousand four ALCS, the loudest moment ever heard. Millar walks. Roberts steals steals second. Bill Miller's at the plate. 
I don't believe the. I think the count was like one one. Miller gets the. And base you're down three zero at this point. Down three zero, which is weird because like we're down three zero. We're figuring like ah, we're gonna lose this game. We're probably gonna lose game five. Eventually, we're gonna lose to the Yankees. Bill Miller gets the base hit. It's a bad attitude, Wally. I know, but that's what it, that's what it was like <laughs> at the time. Kurt doesn't understand that. My, Kurt I, was just, I he, do because of my Kurt dad. Kurt doesn't understand that. Oh, yeah, yes. And I'm sure your dad reason. has like he has told you about those moments. Like, the Yankees were, had our number. There were tears in 03. However, oh yes. Yeah, I, I was so, yeah. legit like numb yeah. for weeks. Yeah. It was a weird feeling. Anyway, Bill Miller hits a base hit up the middle. Roberts comes around to score. I've been to Fenway Park a lot of times, right? I love sports. I love the Red Sox. I love the Patriots, the Celtics. I've been Summer to Fenway Park probably, I would say, over 100 times. Wow. Easily. The Women's World Cup. Easily. Curling? <laughs> Easily. Fenway Park, in that moment, was the loudest stadium I've ever been in when he scored. I'm getting goosebumps just talking yeah. about yeah, it right that's now. A, it was incredible. That's an iconic game. Which ba- is you're weird. saying about a baseball game. Yeah. That's crazy. Which is weird because in the moment, we're thinking we're still down 3-0, if it was, it was. If the series was tied three three, and he scores to tie it, you would think there was yeah. something about that moment. Was like, all right, gave you a little. Life. Maybe we're not a out little, of this a thing. A little life because Mariano Rivera in the playoffs. Oh, you, ne- you would I mean, lose, anywhere yeah. in any yeah, not season, just the playoffs. Rivera was... never blew a save. He never gave up anything. And then Miller base it, ties it. The rest is history. Ortiz, Ortiz, Schilling game, game seven. <laughs> World Series champs. If me and Kurt were here guess. and you were talking about this, would you have tears in your eyes? I would. Yeah. I Because yeah, you, you keep I, talking about the Women's World Cup. <laughs> and I got to be manly. <laughs> yes, I watched the Women's World Cup. And I was grown, frustrated with that. Grown man's podcast right now. <laughs> Not, no so, tears. All right, loudest stadium. You said the Chiefs. So, yeah, that was, I mean, loudest moment. National anthem was since that was... That was insane because it was so unexpected. Where was that Super Bowl? That was Miami. In, Miami, that's right. Okay. Oh, but, I mean, it was Chiefs 49ers. There were zero 49er fans there. Like, it was all of Kansas City. Like Which it, is crazy because the 49ers have a very uh, loyal fan base. They used to, but they fell off. Like, in the 80s and early 90s, like, they, they? The, yeah, they fell and off. I think like, it was the, it was the still, first time the Chiefs had, like, broken through because, like, the, it was always the Patriots. Always the Patriots. And the Chiefs kind of started their run. Always the Patriots. Always the Patriots. Always the Patriots. But, so, that was, a, that was loud and unexpected. But I would say the craziest other moment for me, loudest moment, would be I went to – my cousin went to Penn State when – before the issues, uh, and I went Your to a boy? I went to a whiteout. <laughs> my, boy, my boy Jerry uh, Sandusky, Skindusky, yeah, Sandusky, yeah. and yeah. Joe Pa over there. Uh, whiteout game against Iowa, so two rivals. I mean, there's 105 thousand people in a whiteout game, and like before the game, like the that music must have been crazy, uh, dude. I, that's, yeah, that's an experience thing, that's I want to do. I've never been to an, uh, like a big time. I'm going to uh, send my kid to one of those game. colleges just so I can go to that game. Yeah. I know. So I don't have to hang out with my kid. Just to think, I'll, fi- I'll figure it out. Just to put it in perspective for you, <laughs> who wants to go? I'm in. I'm in. Gillette is sixty-five thousand people. Penn State was hundred and five thousand people, drunk college kids. Eight a.m. Saturday night football. I want to be a drunk college kid. Yeah. You Me are. Too. <laughs> I kind of am you'll right never, now. You'll always be Christian. But uh, it was insane. Thank Just, God. And it was pre- you'll always it was be a drunk college pre-game. kid. Why well, I feel Penn so State. tired and sweaty. So was there a moment in the game that made it loud or just no? It, it was, was electric the whole time. It was time. pregame. It was you know, college college game day was there. It was like the uh, Penn State. That won. is cool to see Penn that State stadium all game. whited out like dude, crazy Wally, shit. It was it was insane. And then I go to Rancher Field. There's like eight people in the stands at UConn. Yeah, that's so, so like, stupid. UConn football is coming yeah. back. I know. Hurley went to go visit. Okay, okay, okay. They're back. Okay, okay. Him, Mora. They're back. 
Just go make a bowl game. So W and I are not college football fans. Uh, I'm not. I, 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 I hate to admit that. Never talk can't do it. Podcast at all. But like that is what I, I would love to go to. Like some like Tuc- Tuscaloosa or some like yeah, big to, LSU. Like yeah. some big in the sw- like some huge like rivalry game. Auburn. Alabama. So I know you're a yeah, UConn yeah. guy. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. so when the whole UConn Wrenchler Field stuff came about. Yep. They fucked up there. Oh, they so could have built like build a stadium on campus, please. Yeah. Like yeah, UConn football. Build, build a heck? 75 80,000 seat stadium on campus. They 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 someone didn't have a vision. Right? Like someone was, was just uh, Rencher trying to find a, a deal. big dump in the middle There's of East Hartford. There's a Dan Hartford Snyder that nobody at, uh, wants to go to. Sorry, no one wants to go to East Hartford. Why? And, and, and let me tell you. Uh, like you want to take a school bus to East Hartford from yeah. UConn's campus? Well, they, they UConn to- could be legit. They yeah. try to convince you, oh, get well, on the bus because everyone's drinking. And you're going to go drive 35 minutes off campus? That's you so want these stupid. kids to drive and no drink and drive? It's like it's the worst idea of all time. Uh, you, yeah. that, that well, it's campus even like when they play on. games I mean, in the Civic Center. It's just so dumb. Uh, that's another story for another day. Anyway, is. listen, we are in a dead period right now in sports, but I do feel the buildup. I feel uh, so listen, alive, though. I hate to bring soccer to this, but like, oh, there's no. a buildup to the sport of soccer. There's a buildup. Why? Because Tom Brady is a part owner. Tom Brady is a part owner of X. There's a buildup to what's about to happen. The fall is coming. Yeah, right? the best season. Yeah. The crisp. No, it's not. Yes, the, it is. But it's, no, it's, it's, by it's a close the second. Season. It's a close second. It's a there's going to be Christmas first. in the air. There's going to be an Oktoberfest in <laughs> someone's get hand. For Christmas. Crisp, Holidays. Crispness. <laughs> Crispness. I'm tired. Oh. Some Jeez. people in this podcast that listen to it may not celebrate Christian Christmas. <laughs> That's my point. They're going to get canceled. They might not celebrate Christmas. They celebrate Christian. You're thinking about There's going to be a Christmas in the air. <laughs> that still sounds a like Christmas. How now, brown cow? A crisp, unique New York. The arsonist has oddly boat, shaped toy feet. Boat, toy boat. And we <laughs> we will be back to talk about more of the crispness <laughs> and football One more time. and sports Say and false. <laughs> One more time. Crispness. Attaboy. I have to say it like two Hovio. syllables. Hovio. Anyway. Attaboy. We'll be back. We'll all miss you. We did Col- it. Colby Wadman. It was oh. awesome talking about the preseason and seven on sevens gonna, and all that good stuff. We had a good time. I cannot wait to not talk about that. <laughs> I love you guys. Out. This was good stuff. See ya.